welcome to the next episode of the Growth Track Podcast. I'm here with, we're already laughing, I'm here with Paul Nelson. Such a privilege. Uh, AKA Paolo Natini. Or Pinelli. Or Pinelli. Uh, he is a true hero of mine. Uh, Paul uh, works at St. Peter's, you are the worship pastor at St. Peter's, yes? I think so. Yeah, I think that's your job title. <laughs> You've... Um, Married to Sarah, you've got three baby girls. You have a background, studied theology at Nottingham, correct? Yeah, not to put pressure on this podcast. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. We have the theologian ago. Paul Nelson yeah, yeah. with us. A few years ago, I did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he reads the Bible more than anyone I know. Uh, <laughs> he is. <laughs> but uh, Paul, you're here with us uh, today, and where the topic of today's podcast is, we're going to talk a bit about worship and yeah. uh, just sort of going to dive into it and might be the first of many conversations we have around this and uh we've sort of been tracking for those on on the growth track we've been sort of done Good a few yeah tracking. we've been oh yeah <laughs> so intentional <laughs> we've been tracking with uh with the bible in one year we've sort of yeah. been in groups and teams uh we've uh also been doing this podcast johnny's helped us sort of get to grips with with the bible uh he's done a bit of an overview and uh hannah mill we sort of looked a bit community the role of community and and today uh we're gonna explore in this 20 minutes, which is not enough time to jump into this. We're going to begin having a conversation around worship. You're always going on about worship. I mean, that's all you ever want to do. Yeah, it's, banging on about it. Yeah, it's, um, sometimes it's like, Paul, please stop, stop singing, Paul. Stop yeah. singing all the time. You're not going to sing today. Put your guitar down. Well, I mean, I did wonder, just given that this was a worship podcast, whether just for the 20 minutes we should, you know... I'll sing. Oh... Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no, it's true. I am going, going on about worship all the time. But what, um, well, let's jump into it then. Paul, why is worship so important? Yeah, absolutely. Well, wh- where I suppose I always try and start with a, with a question like that when you're, is, is with Jesus and what he said. And um, love the story in John chapter four, where Jesus is talking to the uh, the woman at the, the well. And Jesus talks about worship. And this is certainly in John's gospel, the first thing we kind of see Jesus, you know, it, where Jesus is interacting with someone and yeah. he's sort of announcing his ministry. So this is obviously an important, uh, certainly the writer John feels it's an important moment to put in. And, and Jesus announces his ministry in this context. He says to the, uh, you know, do read it, but the the woman at the well in John chapter 4 he says and believe me a time is coming when you will worship the father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem you Samaritans worship what you do not know we worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews and then this is a key bit yet a time is coming and has now come so there Jesus is saying I'm this is what I'm bringing yes um when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. And um, so I love that, because Jesus talks a lot there about worship, and getting worship right, worship in spirit and truth. I love that bit about the Father seeking worshippers. So to imagine right now the Father seeking worshippers, I think it's important to hold in mind when we talk a lot about worship because uh, the Father right now is seeking worshippers on the earth mm. and peop- people who want to give themselves wholly to him, worship him in spirit and in truth. So 
And, it, and, and I've, what I read into what, what Jesus is saying here is that this is what Jesus has come to do. He's come yeah. to restore true worship um, to people, you know, and, and so, so that's, what, that's why I think it's so important because Jesus thought it was important and it was his mission, really, yeah. to restore true worship. And we've, um, we've discussed in a few of the earlier podcasts sort of, I guess, an overview of the Bible. And it's probably yeah. helpful. It's helpful for me to sort of understand the, the place in which this is taking. This is sort of the Old Testament has, yeah. um, has happened. We arrive in the New Testament. This is the gospel. This is Jesus arriving. This, yeah. is, this is pre the crucifixion. And he's sort of um, saying this is, about to, this is about to happen because of the cross. Yeah. Um, I'm going to restore true worship. And, totally, and through yeah. me... And so I'm, I love that. That's really helpful. And, and I mean, it's important to Jesus. I think that's, that's really helpful to yeah, understand. Yeah. Worship is important to Jesus. And in understanding that, if that's the case, which it is, hmm. then how do we define what worship is? If yeah. worship is crucial to Jesus, to us as Christians, then surely yeah. we've got to have a conversation about how we define what worship is. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that maybe I feel like we don't speak enough about is yeah a kind of definition, understanding of worship. Because obviously we have, which would be great to talk, talk about if we got, got time today, you know, the, the sung worship that we, that we have every week. But I think it's important to take a few steps back and realise that worship is obviously much broader than that. And um, the best definition or way of understanding worship that I've come across uh, is that we worship what we value most. So worship is ultimately about value in our lives, yeah. what we give our time to, what we give our energy to, what we... Um, and the other piece to that is that we're created to worship. So mm. the key thing here is... And, and I've got a couple of pu- bits of scripture that I'd love to yeah. you know, try and unpack this, but if we don't worship God, we worship something else. Mm. So we don't, if, if we don't worship God in any given moment in the day in our lives, it's not that we cease to worship, it's that we're worshipping something else. Yeah. Which is quite a full-on thought, I think. You know, yeah, it's definitely. Quite a, ooh, it's quite an alarming, wow. Um, you know, that you, you're created to worship, so if you don't worship God, you're worshipping something else. And, and that's, that's idolatry, I suppose, mm-hmm. is what we read in the Bible, is that if we're not worshipping God, but we're worshipping something else. And that can be, that can be anything, that could be you know, the, the clothes that we wear or the image that we, you know, like, like yourself, I know, struggle with that. Yeah. The, like the Haw- trainers and... Yeah, my Hawaiian shirts. Outrageous. <laughs> but, but anyway, silly example. But um, anyway, Romans chapter one, I think explains what I've just said really well. So bear, bear with me for one second before... Don't, don't lose the thought, the thread here. So Romans chapter one, verse 25 says, they, and that can be taken as all humankind, that's us, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. So there was this exchange that happened where mm. they, had, they had the truth about God, but they exchanged it for something different. Yeah. They replaced it um, and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever to be praised. So there was this, I suppose, tracking all the way back to the fall, there was this what happened, which I suppose broke the heart of God, was that we were, in te- it, we were always made to worship him and be in yeah. relationship with him. And we, 
replace that and that story that we were meant to be plugged into. That's our, that's the story we were made for. Mm. To be in relationship with Him, to be worshiping Him, and we replace the truth of God for our life as something much less better, obviously. Yeah. And um, and we we did this exchange, and and then and, and we started. We didn't stop worshiping. We just started worshiping other things. And so, it's important to note that. Each and every day we have an opportunity, and that's how I see it, to worship God. Yeah. And, um, and so it's all of our lives. It's yeah. our whole... So, so one thing practically where I, I sort of apply something like this verse is that um, I've tried to get into the habit over, over the years, I suppose, as a be, being a Christian, of waking up each morning and as my, as my feet, I suppose, land on the floor, I think today is a worshipping day. Yeah. You know, and I have the opportunity to worship God today, and somehow, in the miracle that, of Jesus' grace, somehow this offering of my life to Him can be pleasing to, to God, can touch yeah. the heart of God in some way, can bless yeah. Him, and, um, and it's an offering of my, my whole life to Him. Mm. And that's what worship is. Um, and I sort of also wake up to that realization that, oh, if I don't do that, I'm, I might, well, I will end up worshiping something mm. else. And I'd, idols are so subtle. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, they're not just kind of golden calves. Yeah, you know, um, th- they can be so subtle in our lives, but they're, yeah. they're nonetheless very real. And so, you know, the best, I suppose, verse to sum up that kind of offering of our lives, uh, a life of worship, is found in I think found in Romans chapter twelve, verse one, which is that in. In view of God's mercy, you know, his great mercy, his love for us, to offer your bodies, and there I think bodies is just like just your whole life, just yeah. everything, as a living sacrifice. And sacrifice, obviously, through the Bible was an impo- is an important mm. word. But here Paul is talking not about a sacrifice of a, an animal or a, of wheat or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But he's talking about a living, breathing yeah. Uh, an offering the whole time to God. And that's holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Huh. I love that. Or in other so NIV, trans, old NIV translations, it translated as, this is your spiritual act of worship. Yeah. So going back to what Jesus said, restoring worship in spirit and in truth, Paul picks up on all that here and says, you know, this is your true and proper worship. This is your spiritual act of worship. So that's really the best way we can define worship, I think, is that it's, it's an offering of our whole lives to God, holy and pleasing to him. There's tons of other scriptures that speak into this. In Hebrews 13, it talks about, you know, offer to God um, a, a living sacrifice, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Mm. You know, I love that. The fruit of, so the fruit of lips that sing to him, that sing yeah. these songs on a Sunday is, is, a, is a life of worship a living sacrifice to him um yeah so so really worships our primary way of relating to god Mm. it's you know he's made this relationship with him possible through jesus on the cross and 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 then now this is our way of relating to him we worship him um and i think you know just one thing practically before before we lose this point about value Mm. and what we value most is is an exercise i've done in the past in my life is to even really practically list what do I value most in my life? 
like gen, like sort of really, this is a search my heart, oh God moment yeah. from you know, Psalm 139, search my heart, oh God. Yeah. This is like a dig deep, what do I really value most in my yeah. life? And that's actually then quite a good indication for where you're at worship-wise. You know, yeah. sort of, um, well, that's what I've found anyway. Yeah. And whether anything needs to be reset and to say to God, actually, you know, because if, if you begin to think this is everything, this is what I watch on TV, this is mm. um, what I spend my money on. How I, might, I do my relationships sort of or, or totally, whatever it might be, yeah. all areas of life. All areas of life. But if you think of it positively that I've got an opportunity, this, that's what I've tried to get my head around. Yeah. I've got an opportunity with every single breath that I take to bless the heart of God yeah. and to say thank you to him for what he's done for me. To, yeah. It's just, it's, that's such a mystery to me that we can please God and bless him. And with our, you know, the, the Romans 12 says it's holy and pleasing to God. Yeah. So, so it blesses him. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that could be an exercise that some, some people I could think, find. I helpful. think that's brilliant. I think that's a great thing. Maybe it's something you actually want to do, you mm. know, Actually, sit Pause down. Pause it now. Yeah, and sit down and write down the things you, you value, value most. And I, I want to ask you a question in a moment about sort mm. of the corporate worship, sort of what yes. the, the role of what we do on Sundays, yeah. which which is great. But sort of how that fits. Before we do that, I I love what you're saying here about this. It's so much more. Maybe, and I think of myself often. I feel maybe I have a bit of a narrow mind on on mm. what worship is, and it's yeah. something I just sort of. But actually, it's this constant living sacrifice. And 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 with that, you know, the the whole idea of the growth track is we sort of really actually put in a few disciplines, a few commitments that yeah. enable us to grow in our faith. And yeah, I love that. and and I I love your point there of actually having something daily because there are so many distractions. I think it's. Mm. Uh, um, Richard Forster's book Celebration of Discipline yeah. I think he talks about worship and he's sort of this idea of our spirit connecting yeah. with God's Supposing, spirit yeah. and and just the role of the Holy Spirit sort of mm. drawing us into worship and yeah. um, I, I know of people who sort of uh, before they might go into a work meeting that might be difficult or uh, I don't know they've, they've um, about to just jump into the car that they just pause and pray come Holy Spirit and Love this that. sort of connection of oh my spirit um, is going to connect with, with your spirit and yeah. just this sort of uh, it, in, in other words, sometimes it can be a bit more practical than, than we yeah, think. And actually totally just have, putting in sort of um, practices that just enable that. Yeah. I really love that. That's really helpful. Well, I mean, I think just on that, yeah, that's so good. Well, the th- what, one of the things that I can point to that I've found most helpful for my own relationship with God and, and this whole area of like giving myself in worship and, um, is, is the gift of tongues. Hmm. Because... Um, the way Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians 15 is, is that it's, um, it's a very much a spiritual gift. Yeah. But it's, it's not the easiest gift in a totally corporate setting yeah. to explain, you know, prophecy in that context is cuts through more for maybe those people that don't have much context of church. and mm. cuts. But nonetheless, Paul says, um, I thank God more than any of you that I've got this gift yeah. because, it, because it builds you up. Mm. And actually, we do sing in tongues um, corporately a lot because that, that, that can be a, a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. I think just for me individually, having that gift from God yeah. has been for building up my spirit, connecting with his spirit. That's, I think, one of the most beautiful gifts of the Holy Spirit yeah. to us is the gift of tongues. So I'd encourage you, in terms of your daily worship, yeah. to, um, to if you don't have that gift, I would... 
and, and you, but you're wanting to develop your life of worship, yeah. I would say ask the Holy Spirit for that gift and he will give it to you. Yeah. And, um, and just, just start speaking to him in, in tongues. I remember when I first started speaking in tongues, which is a worship language. Yeah. You know, it's our spirit speaking rather yeah. than... Um, and it, it, the Bible talks about it edifies us, it builds us yeah. up. Um, I remember feeling like I was saying a kuna matata. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, no, I don't think this is tongues. I think it's, I'm just saying a kuna matata. It was when Lion King was quite big, yeah. I think. Still big. Still big, yeah. still big. Um, big originally, the best. Yeah, but, OG. <laughs> but, I, but I remember, you know, thinking, oh, Lord, I'm not sure this is tongues. I think I'm just going kuna matata, kuna matata. But I thought, you know, you know what? I'm just going to believe God yeah. that the Holy Spirit's in me. Yeah. He wants to give me this gift. And as I did it more... I can honestly tell you that there have been times in my life where I haven't had the prayers, yeah. I haven't had the words, I just haven't had the song. Yeah. But the gift of tongues has just been an unbelievable lifeline. Because yeah. well, one of the things that worship does is it, it like you said, James, it like, connects your spirit to his spirit. It, yeah. It's like a, um, I've heard some speakers and authors talk about it. It creates a kind of open heaven over you. Yeah. you know, that, so when you... I found that when I, wor- when I worship and I sing in tongues or speak in tongues, just in the privacy of my own room or mm. just the sense of God's presence is yeah. what it opens up is, you know, so, so I, I, I would say as a daily exercise, Johnny's probably talked a bit about this, I imagine. But, you know, when, if you're trying to read the Bible, just try two, even two minutes, set a time mm. on your phone and try and speak in tongues just for two minutes. Yeah, love that. Fix your eyes on Jesus. It's a worship thing. Yeah. You know, look at him. Think about what all you want to pour out, but then yeah. just speak in tongues or sing in tongues if you can be, you know, brave enough yeah. and you've got the space and quietness to do that. Or a voice like yours. Or, yeah, or like yours. Yeah. Then I, I want to ask you about the Sunday piece. Yeah. Uh, we, we sort of come together. Uh, we're privileged enough to meet in a, a, an amazing space and we've got a band and the words up. We've got, you know, you and the whole Bright Seed team are constantly writing songs that we can sort of work. Why, why do we do that? What? I yeah. mean, if it's a whole life because, thing, yeah, yeah. why do we do the Sunday part? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, the, the way I just start by answering that question is just to say that, um, that sung worship is really important. Mm-hmm. And we do do it for a reason. So don't, don't be ever thrown, particularly even with what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying, you might be like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> like your question. Well, what's the point in doing what we, mm-hmm. and placing such a high value on it? Yeah. I mean, it's a huge, a huge question in a huge area, but just to unpack it briefly, I suppose there's, there's the life of worship that we've begun to unpack there. Um, you know, there's the daily decisions, there's this offering, mm-hmm. holy and pleasing to God. But then there's, I think there's the event of drawing close to God. The sort of verse that I suppose is most helpful to me when we're coming together like that on a Sunday is from James. Um, oh, yeah, the book of James. Yeah. Probably that's probably why James. Great book. <laughs> Where, you know that verse that says, um, "As we draw close to God, He draws close to us." Yeah. And I think what we do when we come together for that event of worship or that corporate moment is is just that we're we're drawing close to God, so yeah. that He draws close to us as a body of people. Yeah. And sung worship is is just the best way that we've found to do that. Yeah. I think. Um, I think it is biblical and it is ordained by God. Yeah. 
So we have a singing God. Zephaniah 3.17 says, um, the Lord your God is with you, he's mighty to save. He rejoices over you with singing. Mm. You know, the, there's so much singing in the Bible. And, yeah. you know, it, it, to answer your question, it's, it's biblical. Yeah. So, so we do it. Yeah. Um, we, we draw close to him that way through these. We obviously remind ourselves of who he is. Yeah. You know, we, we often talk here at St. Peter's about reorientating our lives around truth again and yeah. God again. And, and, and through these songs and lyric, biblical-based lyrics, yeah. that, that, that really helps us do that. You know, yeah. maybe if some of where he's got knocked off his throne for some of these other things in yeah. our lives, you know, they've been replaced. He's been replaced yeah. in our life a bit over the week. Mm. Actually, there's a reorientating that happens on a Sunday that's, ah, God's, yeah. God's back at the center. If we think about worship as offering our whole selves, actually the activity of singing, I think, is the best way to encapsulate our whole yeah. self. Yeah. So singing is um, it's physical. Yeah. You require your body to sing. Um, it's mental. You require your brain. You're engaging that side. But it's also very emotional. Yeah. You know, music is... Um, commonly regarded as the language of the soul. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, the best way of us... You know, like that question you said about how do you connect your spirit to his spirit? Yeah. Actually, singing is, is so good for that. Yeah, you know, I if, I, if I looked you in the eyes right now and sang you a, sang you a beautiful song... Sing to me, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a very strange moment It would be a very us. strange podcast. <laughs> uh, but, it, but because it's very emotional... Yeah. Yeah. Because if I looked you in the eyes and sang to you, yeah. it's a very emotional thing that's happening. Like singing to your children. Yeah, singing to your children or, yeah. um, you know, um, like, you, like you sing to Liz. All the time. Romantic, beautiful yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but it's a very emotional thing. So I think it practically, actually, we've not found a better expression than singing yeah. to bring our, to sort of represent that, bringing our whole selves to God. Yeah. You bring your body. That's why we encourage dancing in yeah. worship, lifting our hands in worship. Yeah. Because often, actually, if you lift your hands in worship, it might be the, the body that chooses first. You know? Yeah. That's why I encourage people, actually, let's lift our hands. Because if you lift your hands, it might be that your heart follows. It might yeah. be that your heart's not quite there yet. Yeah. But you encourage your own heart. You, you encourage your body to go there. And then you're... I'm lifting my hands, by the way, for those of you that... <laughs> can't see me which is all of you apart from James but you know if you lift your hands in worship then your yeah. heart your heart will begin to follow yeah and your, your soul and your you know and, you, and you're giving that. your whole self to him so and I I remember learning I think in uh, my kids church when I was growing yeah. up um that was we sing because we're joining in with heaven because oh, the yeah. angels are, are singing to, I th- um I think it's Luke 2 I'm a when Jesus is born and, and, and heaven sort of opens up and the yeah. angel's first response is to sing, you know, Amazing. glory to God and peace to earth. And, and um, I, I think, often think of corporate worship, yeah. you know, on a Sunday. It's, it's not just us in the room. We are singing with all of heaven. And, totally. Um, oh, Paul, this has been so helpful. And, so and, and uh, like I said at the start, this might be the first, hopefully will be the first of many conversations we have yeah, around yeah. this. And, 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 and thank you so much for your time. And, and this is an area which um, you're... You're an actually incredible gifted worship leader, and we're so blessed to have you to, to lead us into these places of worship, to connect with Jesus. And I, I just thank you so much. And would you just uh, quickly pray for us oh, before yeah. we finish, and then we'll, we'll get on with our day. Oh, yeah, Father, we, um, we, we thank you for your mercy and your, your grace, the gift of Jesus. And we think, like, like James was just encouraging us, we think of um, that image of you on your throne uh, 
from Revelation 4 that you at the center of the throne room, the Lamb of God, who, who look, looks like he was, he was slain. You, you're, in this, you're, you're at the center, Lord Jesus. You, um, you're the center of our worship. You're the center of our lives. And because of your great mercy, your love for us, your grace, we offer you our whole lives as worship. We give you every area. We, we say, Lord, take every, every part. Lord, we say today is a worshiping day and we want our worship to honor you. And we want it to be holy and pleasing to you, God. We want to please your heart and bless your name. We say we love you. Um, and help us, to, help us to worship Holy Spirit today. Mm. Um, uh, we pray, yeah, we who worship by the Spirit of God, help us, help us to worship today. Mm. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paolo Natini. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.